What's that exact intro music? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> that's not it. Okay. You know, the X Factor, like, dramatic. Where it's like, demo lyrics. Oh, yeah. And it's like, the orchestra. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're on about, but I actually don't remember how it goes. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is Therapy Needs oh, Therapy. I should probably applaud the name. This is Therapy Needs Therapy. We're, we're therapy therapists. Um, obviously, this is the first ever episode. So it's probably only fair I do a bit of an introduction. I'm Luke. I'm Jeremy. We're two really good mates who are talking all things Menti Bees and therapy. Plus probably a lot of chaos. Yes. I can't lie. You know, what's not to love? Um, you're probably going to finish listening to this episode and wonder what the hell has happened. <laughs> like, you know, what's led to you listening to us talking about this? Um, this is also going to be a safe space very safe uh, this is probably dare I say the world's biggest therapy group therapy session yeah not official title no. but I'm going to claim it as that I'm going to put that in my Instagram bio <laughs> who knows yeah um, yes. but yeah we're just going to talk all things therapy nonsense coming up in this episode um, new year new year new year new was See you next year, Jeremy. You'll know about that later if you're listening. We're going to talk about that Channel 4 documentary. Yes. Got some emails from the public yes. about therapy, which is my favourite part mm-hmm. of the whole podcast. Yes. Um, you and know, also just some like uh, therapy needs therapy updates. Yes, therapy needs therapy updates. Um, probably ooh, my favourite email, which you'll find out about, is I think we even talk about AI therapy, yes. which I wasn't expecting to get into. No. Uh, and also New Year resolutions yes. um, and everything that comes with that. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy. Should, should we just get into this? Because my my latte is getting cold. And my, my, my matcha, matcha lie. Okay. Well, I'll, do, I'll do the introduction jingle. <laughs> therapy needs therapy. <laughs> Christmas. It was good. Um, yeah, love uh, Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. What What was Christmas dinner? What was well? Yeah. We don't we, we don't really do roast in my house. Mm-hmm. We have, we just make like we make Kenyan food because we don't really eat Kenyan food yeah. during the year. So we had um, we had rice. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we we do like pilau rice mm. and or just some plain white rice. We did brown rice this year. With a uh, beef stew, yeah, um, we had love stew, chicken drumsticks as well, and roast potatoes stuffing, yeah, and cabbage. That sounds insane. And uh, chapati, yeah, we made we made all the chapatis um no the day the night before, and then we just we make a like ton cool. and we just eat them all yeah week yeah love that. Um, mine was all the trimmings. Uh, so we did like turkey. Um, we had no Yorkshire puddings, but I'd been to like Aldi the night before and had oh. Yorkshire puddings with stuffing and picking blankets in them. It's like stuffed Whoa. mini Yorkshires. 
picked up a no turkey roast from Aldi, which mm. insane. Get it again next year. I loved it. Um, I'm not even vegan, <laughs> but I always get the vegan alternatives. In this, on my desk, I've got the gingerbread matcha from Bird and Blend, oat milk, because I can. <laughs> Just, I, I love everything to do with vegan food. Um, it's like veganary, that's coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, I, won't, I, I won't do it <laughs> as much as I want to do it. I won't. Um, but it's nice to have the options there, isn't yes. it? Um, except for New Year, because we're recording this New Year's Eve Eve. New Year's Eve Eve. Can, I, can, can we say that? Let's, that let's, let's go with it. Because I hate it. Do you know what's really bugging me at the moment? Mm. People who say, see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really hate it. it, is, it is you just want to punch them in the face. <laughs> Because, oh, oh, it's like, like and people are like, it's oh, not even what's going until next year? It's, it's two days. <laughs> it's just two days. I won't take two days. <laughs> oh, it's just, honestly, though, 2024 sounds like a better number than 2023. It does. 2023, I mean, it's not been a write off, but it's better no. than 2020. The, the, now I thought 2020 was going to pop off. <laughs> they popped true. off for all the wrong reasons. I'm like, oh, well, I kind of want to put my expectations too high because, like, 2020 was, everyone was like, this is going to be a huge year. It was, it was huge. Oh, yeah, it was, no, it was huge. It was not great. Anyway, what what are you even proud of this year? What's um, what's a proud <clears> moment for you? Because I saw your little Instagram yeah. or Twitter. One of the other. You're everywhere on my socials, oh, but it's not like. Um, <laughs> do I stalk them? Who knows? Um, but yeah, what's what's one of your personal, or a couple of personal highlights? Um, okay, so I think for me, the biggest highlight was the a show I played in New York in April. Mm-hmm. Um, I was incredible. It was the second show I'd ever played, yeah. and the first one I did in 2022. And I was so nervous, and it was it was fine, but it didn't go as good as I hoped. Mm. But this one, I was even more nervous, yeah. knowing that the other yeah, one yeah, didn't yeah. go quite well. But it actually was great, and um, there were tons of people there. Awesome. When I was, there was no one at the last one. It was, was that, lots of, that cafe, wasn't it? It was the cafe, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's a nice place, that. Um, any, any other highlights? Um, Apart from, you know, staying friends with me for another year. Uh, it's, all, it's always a highlight for me. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct answer. Um, I think starting uni, probably. Gotcha, yeah. That is a highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my 21st. I went of course. Day. Shit, yeah. We're going to bleep that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, for me, my personal highlights. Um, getting through the year, that's nice. It is, isn't it? Uh, it's nice to get through the year. Um, what else have I accomplished this year? Obviously starting this podcast. That's a that's a that's like an accomplishment. Um recording for Channel Four. Oh yes. I completely wrote that off. Um that was an insane experience. We'll talk about that later though. Um Yeah, just any keeping digital highlights. Obviously running the charity, that's always fun. Insane but fun. <laughs> I've had sleepless nights, but we move, but yeah. I feel like a good, a good round up there. Yeah. And then obviously next year, mm-hmm. God knows what's gonna happen. If we'll post a photo um, on our Instagram, but we're very much decked out for New Year's. It, yes. Um, we've been to the shops. <laughs> to <make laughs> the least. We've got headbands, party hats, glasses. Mm-hmm. We're feeling festive. Yeah, festive. That's the right word. Festive. I think. Yeah. 
what's your plan for New Year's Eve? Because there's always so much pressure to do something. Yeah, I, I don't really do anything anymore. I, I always, yeah. I go, I always sit in the living room mm. and I put the, um, I put the countdown on. Mm-hmm. It's um, Rick Astley this year, isn't is it? it? Rick Astley and apparently Ryland's doing a bit, which oh. I'm intrigued about. Um, yeah, First performance in Sex Factor. So, not to be missed. Wow. Uh, Sam, Sam Ryder was good last year. Was it last year? Yes, Sam Ryder rocks New Year's. Yeah. Obviously, Eurovision, Ollie Alexander for next year. Yes, I'm so excited. I love Eurovision. Yeah, I know, I know. And Ollie Alexander, so it's yeah, I mean, it's a winning year for you, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's not all. But, New Year's, I think there's so much pressure on New Year's Eve to go out. Like my brother, he'll be off out New Year's Eve. I've never on like New Year's Eve out and like no, set my no, phone no. on TikTok on New Year's Day like you see all the videos or like you scroll on Instagram and everyone's like out New Year's Eve um, and obviously there's that tradition to eat grapes on the table I don't know where that's come from I've, I heard that for the first time yesterday I've never heard I, that before I saw a video it's like grapes sell out every year like you need to get your grapes now um, <laughs> you, have to, you have to eat your grapes under the table and find like you're going to get I think is it so for like, love? Good luck. Oh, look, love, I don't know. I saw um, a video of a woman who said she did it last year and she had the worst year of her life. Oh. Sh- oh. It, was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Like, worst, worst year. Mul- um, yes. Oh, God. Just... Mul- multiple, um, just like, mul- multiple things going wrong. Um, Bit of drama like, there for us. Yeah, it, wasn't, it was not great. No, don't sound it. Um, I might not have got on to the table. <laughs> I just I saw it's like one of those things you meant to do and like obviously New Year's kiss that's a big thing apparently yes what a way to get herpes there's of always, mouth there's always kissing Christmas as well mistletoe it's just always herpes of the mouth <laughs> that's the festive season yeah like just, just like go out where I'd rather just like Club have... Salvos Cuda <laughs> I've just never been to I've never been to either place that's where everyone always goes but it's full of like it's full of people who are just turning the age where they can start clubbing, so... Yeah, that's yeah. true. Pop world, <laughs> maybe. Nick on with a 40 year old. Oh dear. Janet, she's got a badge for throwing up in the toilets. Apparently we do have badges for throwing up in the toilet in pop world. I don't know if that's true, I just heard it on the bus. Um, <laughs> I was on the bus, I got the last bus home one time. I was on a date, uh, oh, being on a date with this girl. Um, and yeah, I got the last bus back. And then obviously where I live, it's like it's mostly middle-aged people <laughs> and obviously they've gone out trying to keep up like me they're a bit stingy they don't want to pay 35 quid for a taxi home so we all get the last bus last bus is like 11 p.m and all the buses normally where i live it's so bad the bus service so monday no sorry sunday to thursday buses stop at 9 p.m which is really bad isn't 9 it 9 p.m that's PM. ridiculous i know um and then saturday but Friday, Saturday, they run until 11pm. So we all we all get on the last bus. <sighs> and it's just 40-year-olds, like, singing, all that. It's, it's good vibes, actually, I can't lie. Um, but, yeah, one of them had the badge from Pop World for bombing in the toilet. Do you know what? <laughs> That's a good night out, I think. Have you ever had a bad night out? I can't say Any that bad I have. I've not got a bad night There's one night yeah. where it was, the first, it was the first time I'd ever, like, has like gotten like drunk at all in hometown or oh no in um, at uni. university yeah um, of course <laughs> where where else would you and I did feel, I did feel a bit sick a little bit mm. 
Um, but then, so then my friends said, are you not allowed to have any more drinks? So I was like, well, okay. If but I'm going I never, out, I, yeah. never, I didn't throw up. I was, oh, I, was I was quite drunk, but I was fine. And then, yeah, but it was also raining, and so I kept falling over, slipping over. But other than that... I've only uh, ever had to do a tacky say a couple of times. Tacky <laughs> chunder. Tacky Yeah, tacky Um Who doesn't love a tacky say? I mean, when I go out in York, it's only like the spoons. I have a couple yeah. of drinks, last per se. Mm-hmm. Sheffield, on your hands, <laughs> which is where I work. Oh, lethal. Just hell. Um, <laughs> so, apparently, I wasn't allowed in a club once, so I wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> See, what I have no recollection shoes? of that night. Which you it was the work Christmas party as well. And I tried going out after Christmas party. Everyone else. I was staying in a hotel with two of my work friends, work best friends, um, and they were trying to get me back. I was having none of it, apparently. I was off out, out. I only went out, out though for half an hour until we decided <laughs> the vibes weren't very good, and we just went back. Um, went to Adnams. What's that? It's like a takeaway across the road. Mm. Honestly, I am such a snob. Do you know what I'll say? I'm a snob. <laughs> If I won't go somewhere if it's not got a five star food hygiene rating, because it makes me feel a bit ill. If I even at four, I go didn't get a five, did I? And four's really good still, but I'm I'm really judgy, sadly. Um, Adnams, I've never googled what their food hygiene is because a bit made do doesn't not, want to know. Do they not have to stick it on the front? Or is I'm that too just drunk. What they do to, to brag. I, I think they do have to stick on the front, but I'm too drunk to notice. And I never go past it. It's on it's on a street called West Street. Mm-hmm. Um, Issue with Sheffield, it's such a uni city as well. Oh, uh, cause. And obviously, a bit of me misses out on all of this because I, I haven't gone to uni. Mm. And when I see people post on Instagram, like going out all the time, like a bit of me is really jealous of that. Because yeah. I'm, I'm in a really weird position where obviously I work full time. People I work with, they're older than me, not by loads, but they are older than me. Many of them settle down. Oh, I say I that they're not, none of them are kids, really. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, they're in long-term relationships. They've oh, bought houses or they're renting. So that makes me feel a bit like, oh, I'm not doing very good in my life. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, I see people at uni having fun. Out of time, making friends. And that's also not me. I just, I sit at home and have my loose-leaf teas <laughs> and cry myself to sleep. Um... Yeah, so that's... Know, but yeah, no, I can see... I think that that was partially due to my Venti B earlier this year. I, I put that down to it. To that, I put a lot of things down to that Venti B. That was a fun episode. Basically, I'd been in Cape Verde uh, on holiday for two weeks off work. I came back. And obviously, for whatever reason, my brain wasn't giving me a break. Well, A, having two weeks off, so obviously I had no results. I was like, I'm shit my job. I'm really bad at my job. Uh, they're going to find me out. They're going to look at, gonna look at my results. I'm gonna find me out. They're gonna sack me. They're gonna deliver my P45 through the post. Um, to that, my manager, I'm so lucky to have her. She's called Kate. Everyone needs Kate in their life. She's just, she doesn't know how kind and amazing she is. <laughs> to that, I felt so bad because we had this one to one call mm-hmm. and I was just like, I'm doing my job. I'm just really bad. I'm gonna quit. Um, being really dramatic. And we drove right now. I'm, quite a dramatic person obviously and honestly I felt so bad because <laughs> I think she just thought we were going to have a normal call and I had this full on like breakdowns were and she was just sat in the office like, on this video call I was like so I was, um, she looked like she was shaking but 
Oh my god, sorry, I just got a notification. York Dungeon's being evacuated. Evacuated? Floodwater's just entered it. Oh my goodness. That'd be a fright, wouldn't it? Mm. Breaking news. Speaking of breaking news, weird news of the of the week. Blackpool Tower. Oh my gosh. The netting, the fire, the fire netting. I saw I saw a video and it did look like fire. It did look like fire. Apparently they arrested the guy who made the call. Or girl, not too sure. That's Br- like fair. breaching the peace. I don't oh, know. Well, we don't know. On. We don't know what it could be. We don't. Okay, well. Maybe they knew it was netting and it was like, ha. Maybe. I would just I would have paid proper money to have been there when the five <laughs> people realised it was netting. <laughs> Like, not only have they had to try and get up there, like getting drones and stuff, because oh obviously it was under maintenance, so they couldn't get up there, oh um, which is why the netting was there. Um, <laughs> that was just an insane story, really. So, New Year's resolutions. We've gone off on so many tangents. Have um, you got any? I made a list. Because basically, I've seen York has quite a few like mental health influences, <clears throat> which is lovely. Um, and one of them, uh, called Hannah, she's made some reflection and intention journal prompts. So if you don't know, Therapy Needs Therapy is releasing its own planner. Uh, it's already on the store. Little fun hack, um, if you use the code PODCAST10, you get 10% off. Ooh, uh, okay. just, just for listening to the podcast. Um, it's 2024 diary. Won't lie, if you wait until 2024, it goes down a price. Um, use that to your heart's content basically part of the planner which we're going to fill it out this year because i'm terrible at planning my life really good at planning work i've worked planners papier paper chase miss paper chase so much i know they're in tesco <laughs> i know paper chase in tesco i just it's not the same it's not the same it's not it's not saying to me basically my new year's what i used to do in twixmas which is this period between christmas and new year uh-huh. i used to go into town um, meet up with my friends like we'd gone to uni and stuff and I'd walk into Paper Chase pick out my planner for the year get a few goodies and like their Boxing Day sales get one of their tote bags leave now I can't do that I have to walk past an empty Paper Chase store um, honestly dare I say tears <laughs> tears happened when they collapsed oh no I know to be fair we used to go there quite a lot it we was, did it was a, it was to be fair one addiction has just led to another and I've replaced it with <laughs> subscriptions for like oat milk um, don't ask but I remember <laughs> when they were shutting down and stuff oh, honestly it's awful when the shop shut down because the shop gets so busy and I feel bad for the staff because I oh. stocked up on so much paper stuff <laughs> like sticky notes water bottles travel mugs all these like tote bags because they away for free and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> And there's me like trying to make small talk with the poor cashier. I'm like, oh, really, really good sale. <laughs> obviously, it's like they are losing their jobs. I felt awful, but also it's, it's nice to get loads of cheap stuff. Isn't that just the sad state of the world? Um, mm-hmm. But to be fair, I can honestly say, hand on heart, mm-hmm. paper chase collapsing, not my fault. It's not like Debenhams where I only went in when they were shut down. <laughs> you know, paper chase I had been a proud supporter yeah, of for true, many, many years. I was slightly annoyed because they collapsed just before my birthday, so I didn't get my gift card. <laughs> if, if it could have just held out a little bit longer, I would have been able to get my gift card. And I, I, I missed. I was too busy at work to find time to go to the sale, and then when I was free, it always shut. I was very lucky that, like our office in Sheffield, where <clears> I work, <throat> it's literally on the high street. So everything's there. Um, I love paper trays. 
love to pay for trade. I know it's in Tesco, I know you can go in and get your planners and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same. So anyway, work planner, yeah. I've gone for like a papier this year. Mm-hmm. I'm always, to be fair, last year was the first year I've managed to do my planner all year round. I was really proud. So now I'm going to take it one step further. You are too. Yes. We're going to do one for our lives, for the podcast, using the therapy needs therapy planner. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Anyway, part of it is you can put your goals, your to-do lists, your wish lists. What are your New Year's resolutions? <coughs> okay. So, um, they might be a bit, they're sort of like, not really, me- not particularly measurable. Oh. But, um... I want to um, take more pictures and videos. That's fun. And um, like also maybe like print them out and cut them up and stuff and do like journaling and scrapbooking. Yeah, your your wall. Uh, is it yeah, uni? my wall at uni. Yeah, I know it's no more for with me, but could could do a couple more. Yeah, no, and you don't date one. Yeah, I'm gonna send you some pics. Um, obviously, this New Year one. Yes. That can definitely make the wall, can't it, Jeremy? Can. It will. It, it will. I will be asking for proof. <laughs> Let's just say, not to be toxic or anything, but did I count how many other friends are on there? Maybe, maybe I did. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, yes, back to you. Um, uh, I need to try my recipes. Cooking. You do like your cooking bacon and I stuff. I do like cooking yeah, bacon, but like, I need to get, I want I to get into it, I need to try yeah. more new stuff. It's quite a therapeutic It is. wellness activity. And you can just like stick your favourite songs on and sing along mm. while you do it. That's what, that's what I want to do. I was. I always put hits radio on. Mm-hmm. This is not a plug or anything. <laughs> any any Spotify plays is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, also to just like I'm something you can't read out. You are. Are there any that you can't read out? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but the other one is just to um, <clears throat> is to like take care of myself more. Yeah, that's important. Self care. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. Because so, sometimes I get into like, oh, it's just like a, a task I have to take off my list mm. um, of things to do that day. But like, I'm trying to see it more as like, okay, this is, this is like my body. I want to take, take yeah. care of it. Yeah. You know, was it, a, <laughs> it's a really bad quote from Adele, like your body's your vessel. It was Adele that said that. Do you know what I'm Googling that now? Your body, your body vessel. I think lots of people have said that. Well, I'm dedicating it to Adele. This is what Adele said. Um... Oh no, it's not Adele, sorry, it's T.A. Lawrence who just said it. Your body's the vessel that tethers. Tethers? Tethers? Tethers. Tethers. <laughs> your body's the vessel that, what you said. Your soul. Uh. Do you know what? You get the. You get the I get it. You get the memory. I'm not going to read that. We're going to cut that down. Let's face it. Your body is the vessel. Like, you have to look after it, don't yes. you? Um, I started doing vitamins this year. Oh, yeah. Personalised vitamins. Oh, I remember. And then, obviously, started medication. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I forgot to take it over Christmas. Because we had family round. Mm-hmm. And I have lost my routine not being at work. Yeah. Christmas Day, Box Day, I didn't take my antidepressants. And oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> the anxiety that came from that. And then, I feel like my coping mechanism is online shopping. And um, let's just say, I discovered that there were some issues okay. with my online shopping purchases. Let's read a couple out. ASOS, ASOS had a bit of a hit. Um, all of it got delivered at the same time, that's slightly embarrassing. <laughs> I ordered over 100 quid's worth of cardigans that I don't wear. 
They had to be returned. I ordered some Converse, which actually, I'm not too ashamed of myself. When they came, I was like, you know what? well done, Luke. You managed to get them quite early in sale. Because I was, this is the issue, when I'm depressed at night, 3am hits, online shopping time. So yeah, I managed to get some Converse, um, which actually, as I said, I wasn't annoyed at. A jumper that was a hundred quid. Hundred quid. I don't have a hundred quid to spend, guys. Uh, and I bought it an extra large. I'm not an extra large. <laughs> I'm barely a medium large. In fact, so that had to go back. <sighs> what else did I order? There's more. There's more. Ordered loads of stuff from next um, in the sale, like jumpers that I don't like. <laughs> <sighs> What else? I ordered Totem, they're like a student discount card. I ordered oh, yeah. a cashback card. Why would I order what a cashback card? I don't know why I did that. Did you have to pay for it? Yeah. <laughs> Can you send it back? No. <laughs> what else did I buy? Bought a new phone case, which actually I'm not disappointed about because I had this a phone, phone case. Yeah, because my last okay. one was peeling. Oh, it was, I remember. It was so bad. What else did I order? Um, I ordered loads and loads of tea. Um, over 75 cups worth in a tin and many tins you still have some left over from your advent calendar yeah I know mango oh god I didn't know I did this oh, 91 pounds worth of jeans <laughs> some of them will have to go back to the, the wrong size fuck hell what else it's, it's just so some books from Amazon mm-hmm. Anything you'd recommend? Or you're not started reading them yet? Uh, no, not started reading. Oh my god. Oh. Please tell me I didn't send any emails. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not that bad. It's so funny how different, like, you, oh, and some you think milk. in the middle of a in the middle of a I bought, milk. bought some oat milk. I mean, that's not the worst purchase, is it? Um, but my weighted blanket did come. And I love it. I'm obsessed. I never could understand the hype of a weighted blanket, but now I do. I get it. So it's like being hugged. Is it? Everyone says that. Maybe I'm yeah, describe maybe it. Seven point five kilograms on top of me as I sleep. That's not to love. Chaos. Mm. Um, first night was like being crushed a little <laughs> bit. Second night, I loved it. It's made it difficult to get up. That's though. the thing. That's, that's why I can't what do it. That's me slightly because I'm like, I don't want to get up now. Especially when I'm at uni. Like mm. I just. Um, the it just I have a really soft really soft pillows so I just and a really really nice soft um, duvet alright it's sort of bark <laughs> I just mean comparison yeah, yeah. comparison to what I have at home because mm. they're like I don't know 10, 20 years old retro that's an exaggeration but they're quite okay, old okay, and okay. these ones I got brand new for uni but anyway yes. point is that the mattress is also softer than the old one I've got at home and so I just like feel like I'm sinking into it as I sleep mm. and I wake up and I'm like I don't want to get up this cloud, you know? Um, sure. This is why I keep missing my seven hours. Oh, don't say. <laughs> I wonder why. Maybe don't get the weighted blanket. No. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll let you know how I get on. Sleep 24 hours and To be fair, it has helped with the anxiety. Oh, but I don't, to be fair, I think it's been worse because I didn't take the yeah. meds. Which is a lesson for everyone take your meds. Um, it's like, also don't drink on meds, as I discovered at the Christmas party. Oh, um, oopsies. Anyway, some reflection journal prompts <clears throat> okay. for, for people to try at home, for us to try. Mm-hmm. We can actually answer some of them on 
I'm best. Best. Yeah. Dad Chaos Elves. Do you want to do one H? Okay. Who's starting? Me? Uh, you? I'll start since okay. I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. How did you feel overall with this year? Give it a rating out of 10. I'll rate it out of 10. Mm. Um, I'd say. 7.5, 7 7 Okay. Something like that. Because, um, you know, I did a lot of things. I don't, I, mm. and yeah, I've been busy, booked and busy. Yes. We went to Costco. We did. We, we, went, went, we saw to, Beyonce. Went to Sunland for that. Um, yes. I've I, never seen you so happy. It was nice <laughs> to see you happy. Because you, you're the biggest, like, fan I know. I love um, that album. It's, yeah. And then obviously me, I was quite new to it. Let's, let's be <sighs> honest. Let's say what it is. I was new to it. Um, and it's been nice actually to you. Really excited. So that, that was mm, yeah. a highlight of my year. Um, um, I didn't quite accomplish everything I wanted to do, hmm. but I am um, glad to to have done everything I did. Yeah. So I'd say eight. Yeah. For me, what was meaningful about this year for you? Um, I think obviously having a, a mentee be <laughs> early this year. I learned who like true friends are and stuff, and like the meaning of yeah. true friendship. Yeah. And like who I can trust. That sounds like really sinister. <laughs> it's not. It's like it's a nice thing. No, yeah, so, yeah. You know who you can open up to. List your biggest moment of the year. Biggest. Biggest. Big, big, big. I don't I couldn't really pick one big thing. I guess I'll just say something that I haven't already yes. mentioned. Okay, yet. yeah, yeah. Um in July I went down to Surrey for a like a songwriting day mm. day trip. Yes, day. you did, yeah. And I wrote a very meaningful song it was mm. very it's very important to me and I'm I, w- I was going through a lot of the time mm. and I feel like it just helped me get through that in yeah. some way like I was I mean it still took a couple of weeks before I, I was like back to normal but that just like talking talking being able, being able to talk through mm. what I was going through with someone and then turn it into something that I'm actually very proud of yeah was was really good and it was also the first time I've ever written a song in one day so basically these couple of questions have like follow-up questions. I'll just answer the okay. ones that have follow-ups. What was challenging for you this year? <laughs> um, what was challenging? I think work was quite challenging at times. Just like self-confidence and stuff. I think yeah. I've been lucky that as sometimes toxic an industry can be. Right. My industry talks massively about like imposter syndrome. Uh, yeah. Which something you don't hear about often. I was really naive when I started. I was an intern when I started. And I was like, mm, I'm fine. I'm not getting past syndrome. It hits. I promise you. <laughs> um, but actually, I feel like you work through it at times. Mm-hmm. Um, what positives came out of those challenges? I think I've, it's taught a lot about my own confidence, um, my own skills. I also think it's made me a bit more. I feel like these sort of things make you wiser. So like new team members and stuff, I feel like I can be supportive. Yeah. If you need me to. Um, you know. Come come from the person I was experiencing mentally bees. <laughs> what was an unexpected gift from the year, Jeremy? Unexpected gift. Yeah. Um I just say I think the way the way I look at the the way I look at the world and myself, hmm. other people, has definitely changed since yeah. this time last year, simply because of the things that I've experienced since then. Hmm. And I would say, as difficult as they were to 
as they were as it like you know when you when you're in them as difficult as they are yeah uh you know it's sometimes i mean sometimes you can like see how what like the worth of going through them for what you learn um what you learn from it i would say that finally for me what are you grieving from this year paper chase (laughs) i'm grieving was that this year must be. It, must, it was. It was. It that was and Wilco's. Oh yes, Wilco's. I mean, the back apparently, aren't they? The free open stores. I I saw they tweet. Oh yeah, we're back, and they hadn't even closed yet. Ugh. Anyway. What else? Did you go to the sale? Sorry. Yeah, so, uh, I'll talk about that. I didn't go to the Wilco sale. Did you not? I didn't. Because uh, it's quite well away. Oh, Did I you see. go to the one? There's one near where I live at uni. So yeah, but there was one in Sheffield. I just I couldn't be asked. <laughs> I was like, what do I actually need from Wilco's? Um, what shops closed down <laughs> this year? Shall we have a like nostalgia? That's that's yeah, memory lane. Gone for good. Wilco's. Mm-hmm. Argos, obviously all their little oh, stores yeah, and stuff. Seems, uh, They're in Sainsbury's though, so that doesn't count. Sorry, no. To be fair, they haven't even put bloody um, chase on this list. It's still in where's it Tesco you said? Yeah. There's one in Caddy Row Tesco. Is there? Um, not one in the other one, though. I don't live in any big supermarkets. I mean... Just... It's one of those where I don't want to shop stationery in a bloody... Supermarket, Anyway, to be fair, I found a list of the top five most missed high street retailers of this year. Mm. So we'll do a countdown. So number five is... BHS, British Home Stores, closed in 2016. Um, I do. Mm, do I miss BHS? Well, I I don't. It, there was one in York. There was one. There was a couple in York actually. Really? Yeah, there's one at Monts Cross uh, as well. And that's the one I know. I don't know. There's one Cone Street, West Force Directors. Oh yeah, of course. I, the only time we ever went in was with my gran because of the toilets. <laughs> if I'm being honest, do you know when there's like shops you go into for the toilets? Because when BHS shut. It was M&S. Yeah. And everyone now uses M&S toilets. Because they charge public toilets in York. They um, do. Which, you know, 20p, or do you want to just go up to the top floor of M&S? It's, well, it's only 20p. If you go to Europe, it's always like a euro if you want to use a toilet. Yeah, but out of principle, Jeremy. <laughs> and also, they're really disgusting. That's true. They're rank. At least M&S. These ones, ones in Europe are nice. At least M&S are free. You know, if someone's pissed on the floor, who cares? It's free. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. VHS. The only time we went in, to be fair, they had like a cafe and stuff as well, but never, yeah, never no, ate no, there. No, I didn't. Blockbuster. Okay, yes. I do. I'm definitely missing. I don't know. I'm just nostalgic. I don't I miss am. it. There's Netflix. Am, mm. But is that yeah? Uh, partially uh, the reason it died. <laughs> I'm nostalgic for it. Netflix. Anyway, that's another conversation. But yeah, Blockbuster. I missed. The, obviously, I was really young. No, I wasn't really young. I was young. I remember going in with my like parents, <clears> um, <throat> with the Blockbuster card. Used to rent a movie, it'd like get home, it'd be scratched, he'd be really annoyed. But then, like, oh, sometimes is. they had the hagen ass in the fridge. He used to like, get, like, used to get uh, strawberry cheesecake. That's cute. I know, so. I used to make, I used to make video games from Blockbuster because video oh, games yeah. are so expensive these they days. Were, I would yeah. rather just rent it and see is this any good? Is it worth paying the full price for? And if it is, mm. then I will just, you know, take it back and buy my own copy. Actually, it does, this, anymore. this does actually give some details of. Um, I read up some facts. By the way, BHS, it was the biggest retail collapse after Woolworths. Loads of people lost their jobs. Woolworths? 
small mouse. Um, and obviously, the um, Sir Philip Green made it bankrupt. Uh, it was sold for a pound, VHS. And then obviously went bankrupt again. Um, it's now back online and on some high streets um, as a lighting store. Lighting. Blockbuster. There is still a blockbuster somewhere in America, isn't there? Is, it? is there? There's one last blockbuster. Um, Mothercare is number three. I was yeah, Mothercare's gone. I didn't know. Do you not? I didn't know. They opened that massive one in York and then it shut down and like, collapsed a week later. All that money went on the York store. Oh Mothercare's now in Boots. Bought by Boots. Oh. Well, franchise deal anyway. Um, mm, to be fair, I think the reason we don't miss Mothercare is because we've not had kids. Both kids. I feel like parents will be yeah. nostalgic. But that's nostalgic, that's not missed. Obviously, <laughs> number two is Woolworths. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, literally on this article. Woolworths became a hot topic on social media in 2020 after a rumour of its imminent return. People searching for Woolworths on Google and Twitter. That's me. That's so funny. Um, you you're I'm on, part of history. I'm on the Wikipedia page for Woolworths. <laughs> named and shamed. That's so funny. I, was on, um, I wasn't on it, but I was mentioned on one show a couple of weeks ago for it. <laughs> I was still in people's minds. Um, obviously, Woolworths became very... So. Be the goal. Yeah. And obviously, number one, Toys R Us. Do you miss Toys R Us? I'm nostalgic. Um, yeah. I remember. I'd have to have a look. I, I remember how messy out. it was. That massive Toys R Us in York. Obviously, they yeah. all used to be big. I never, got to, I never got to see the whole thing. Like, it was Did that you big. not? No. I just. I, I went in usually to just get something specific. I remember, like, you go in for birthdays, Christmases. Then also, it's like in school holidays, you go in and you just want to walk straight back out. Because <laughs> the parents, not some parents have admit this, like you take your kid there, and obviously, you had all the bikes and the cars they could drive and stuff, and just let your kids run wild for a bit. It was like wacky warehouse, but for <laughs> kids and free. It was just crazy. Uh, obviously, Toys R Us is back, yes. there's one in York again. Haven't been in it. No. Uh, it'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? If I... Is it Monster Mouse? Though? Yeah. Do miss Jeffrey the Giraffe. Yes. But I'm nostalgic, not, not miss. Anyway, we've gone off on a bit of a tangent. Like, <laughs> let's not lie. Uh, That's true. How did we get there? I don't know how we got to that. We just spiraled. Oh, it, it was the question about what you're grieving. Oh, yeah. Paper Jays, defo. Um, I'm going to miss it. Anyway, time for my new segment. Jeremy knows nothing about this. I thought of it last night at 3 a.m. <laughs> Long. Um, I can't help it. I just sometimes have these brainwaves. Things that annoy me. Things that you hear about mental health that are just not true. Mental health has become a buzzword to justify anything and everything. Fuck off. Just... Uh, this is what someone's posted. Uh, I find a stupid one every, every, every episode. Okay. Want something? Want to moan about something to get your own way? Just drop these two words and worlds will be moved to cater to your every need. More so now during COVID times. Don't know why that's relevant. Every business and government and person on the news is using this to justify everything they want to do. Life is unfair, not everything should be good, and not every single aspect of life can be about mental health. Well, don't get me wrong. There is a difference, I guess, of using mental health as an excuse and stuff. Yes. I do feel like obviously I can't read a lot but 
when I was being anxious because I didn't take my meds, mm-hmm. I was acting a bit irrationally. I took accountability of that. You know, you have to be accountable for your own mental health at times. Yeah. But also, it's not an excuse. Like, oh, that, just I, honestly, I hate people who, like, Britain's gone woke. <laughs> GB News <laughs> can stick it where the sun don't shine. Like, I don't get. They're all about freedom of speech. But as soon as they get attacked, they yeah, cry. That's true. I just, I don't get it. What, what they're so scared of about mental health. And it's like, it's, you know what it is? What? I, I, you know what I think it is? People, people who complain, mm-hmm. this is just this is a bit broader than just a mental health. Yeah. People who complain about things, saying, oh, people are using this as an excuse for ABC. Mm-hmm. It's because these, these are the kind of people who, who, they want to do what they want, but they want everyone to accept it. Yeah, they can't just admit that they want to do whatever they want because mm-hmm. like lots of people do that. Yeah, yeah. They, but they have they they have to have everyone accept what they want. People are different. They're not gonna like every, every not everyone is going to be on the same page as stuff. You should. I think these kind of people just just like need to do. <clears throat> Anyway, if they could, they they don't want to admit that they just want to do what they want because yeah. then they will know they'll be able to see they're wrong. <sighs> I lost my train of thought, but that's why I, that's basically what I was going to say. Yeah. But going back, I get what you going mean. back to um, this point, this point, this this post on social media, <laughs> this keyboard warrior. It's not. It's just like the reason why people are, people are talking about mental health more is because pe- people people take it more seriously. They can as um, they should. Yeah, and. A lot of people still don't have the knowledge or mm. the tools or ever to be able to like take care of their mental health so they can continue to live their life. That's what that's really what is going on. I think also this whole everybody's got mental health now, everyone's on meds. It's not true. I think it's very much you know about it more now because <laughs> everyone's more willing to talk about it. Yes. Because I feel like our generation and to be fair even some of the older generation now are really kicking kicking down doors removing the stigma behind it because mm-hmm. obviously the hope is you know our, our kids in the future will be able to talk really openly about it yeah maybe to be fair, even kids being born now will be able yeah. to talk about it in the future I just yeah just proper books mate stuff like that um, you know it's the same as it was it's just they're not hiding anymore mm-hmm. Um, and also the people who are going to be talking about it most are probably the people who it affects yeah. so maybe it appears like everyone has it but mm. maybe it's just that it's because people who maybe people who don't have those problems are not really talking about it because it yeah. doesn't affect them too much also when I fractured my elbow I got a, a, a splint a sling one of, one of the other not, not really clever uh, in that terminology I'm not a doctor um, and everyone gave me my Everyone like stood up on the train, on the bus to give me their seats. I loved it. Really loved it. I did question do I keep wearing it for a bit longer? Um, you know, that's but with mental illness and all that, mental health, it's hidden. It's like you know, you want to tell basically the guy who probably would stand up and offer me a seat because my elbow and stuff would do that. Then slag off mental health on Twitter. It's the same thing. It's just one's invisible. Um, anyway, that's my round. Shall we? Shall we do some emails? Let's do some emails. Um, so, normally Jeremy doesn't know. Jeremy knows about a couple because I read them out. But 
but there's also quite a lot of these that you don't know about. And obviously from the future, <clears throat> you won't know any of these emails until we actually record. And if you'd love to get in touch, we would love to hear from you. Anything about therapy, good or bad, we will obviously remove your name, remove anything that could help identify you. Email us, podcast at therapyneedstherapy.co.uk or visit our website, therapyneedstherapy.co.uk. Okay. Sorry, this gingerbread chai has really caught up on me and I'm feeling a bit bloated. Feeling a bit gassy. I've got yeah. like acid reflux. <laughs> Get me a gas gone. This is cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you didn't eat it earlier because it was I know, too hot. I know. I had. I have. Do you know one of those in Rustler's um, breakfast? Like it's fast. Yeah. I did it in microwave and it was too hot to eat and now it's too cold. And it's just like the bread sliding off the sausage that I microwaved. It's disgusting. I'm, I'm really sorry to bring this into, into the studio. I'm so sorry. Um, also my desk I do have water um, in my bed and blend gingerbread chai might have some water that might help <laughs> sorry <laughs> just thought it was quite impressive it's probably not that impressive anyway emails terminating soon how do last sessions usually go <clears throat> hey Luke and Jeremy it's weird because I'm too in it right now to actually cry but I've been feeling very profound sadness about it for about two months now I think it's a necessary change for me as much as it hurts I've been avoiding it until my job insurance changed next Wednesday is our last official session where we'll close things out then we'll schedule a casual follow up paid out of pocket as a, as a discount about a month from now to see what I want to do God, it just hurts because it's, I'm so attached. It's been five years, and I know it's just a job for her, but I've really got the sense that she cares about this transition, despite me, fearful avoidance, trying to blow it off or seem nonchalant about it. I want to read her a journal entry I wrote about all these feelings. I've never really directly addressed my attachment to her like this before. I've never cried in five years of therapy. In a weird way, I want to kind of cry for her. I want to give her the most elaborate thank you letter, but I can't decide whether the right time to give her that would be in our next session or a follow-up after that. I also have so many things I want to say, but I can't think of any right now. I'm in a weird place where my inner child, fully seen by this person, wonders why it has to end and wants to cry and wail and do everything I can to make it stop. But there's also adult me, who knows the finances aren't there, who knows that I've been due for a change for a while now, and who appreciates the safety of this relationship that naturally forces an end to it. Change is hard, and my therapist is the one person who has helped me through so much change, but she can't be here for this change much longer. It sucks. Difficult. It's, yeah, it's very, um... I'm very it's, honest. It's, it's, yeah, it's a very difficult thing to go through. I can, um, I can understand why it would be difficult, but I also, I'm also quite just like, astonished by the um by like the this person said that they're like they're really in it at the moment but yeah. they're still able to acknowledge and like see it um from outside and yeah see their child self and, and yeah, adult self and it like that. 
and how that's come to play. Um, I think also, <coughs> you know, I've terminated therapy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't do it anymore. Did do it for a couple of years, um, on and off. And I feel like it does bring up some abandonment issues. Because um, you're not friends with your therapist, but you probably talk to them about stuff that you wouldn't talk to your friends about. Um, and to know that they, they know all of these secrets about you, and then you're just never going to talk again. Um, you know, do you have to get a hitman? So if you don't, <laughs> in case they leak anything, that one it. Um, it can just, it is really difficult the transition, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, <laughs> particularly like we've seen said, like job insurance has changed. Um, it is difficult. Therapy is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Obviously, NHS wait list can be long. No beating around that really. Um, to get therapy now as well, you normally have to go through talking therapies, which isn't really talking therapy. It used to be called the IAPT service, and you do like online courses or these webinar sessions. But if you miss one, you get struck off, and I or always get struck off I just miss one like I forget I'm busy or I feel like when I'm suffering from my mental health if it's not part of my routine I won't do it and all of a sudden an introduction of an online course not really part of my routine we were sat obviously when we were in Glasgow yeah we were you were recording stuff and I was (laughs) trying to do my (laughs) online mental health course um, and then, yeah, I just I remember getting this phone call. Was like, even struck off, and I get got like a letter through the post. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but you have to go through that first before getting to in-person therapy. And I was looking at therapy you could just buy, because mm-hmm. um, I've done I've paid for my own therapy in the past. Did the telephone one with a York therapist. That was forty five pounds if I did it during peak times mm-hmm. more expensive to do it off peaks personally um because it's like out of hours uh-huh. um then i've a couple of nights ago i've been at therapy i don't know why uh, probably for this who knows i was going through some stuff wasn't i <laughs> being at christmas um i was looking for some emergency uh, reiki um oh yes so you know christmas has been very busy is it reiki i was how do you spell it? Reiki. Well, I'll just, oh no, yeah, it's Reiki. I spell it wrong. It's a type of energy healing. And it's a complementary therapy uh, used as palliative or supportive therapy for people with cancer. Um, it's Japanese uh, for universal energy. Obviously, it's not the same as talking therapy. That, that's just like a relaxation thing. Um, but anyway, just talking therapies, which is what we're on about here. Yeah. Um, 60 quid in the street to get it done or if I was to go to I do have email there's a private hospital um, in York mm-hmm. y- you'll know it you go past it on bus oh yeah um, I won't name them but I imagine it's similar to all let me just get the email up I think I, I, think I deleted it that's not all. I saw the price I was like oh. um, God I get a lot of emails a lot of junk did I archive it? Who knows? Um, 
<laughs> so basically, I have this hospital we do stuff. It might be in my deleted, you know. Here it is. So, for an initial consultation, 50 minutes, 300 quid. What? Follow-up consultation, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, that's £165. Often for another 50 minutes, 250 quid. That's two, basically paying 250 quid, obviously, for bloody <laughs> therapy. And I know I've got health insurance, but I still have to pay a premium on that. So, like, obviously, I still have to pay so much of it for it to then kick in. And I just... It's a whole effort when I'm to get that through your insurance provider for work. So I do get how difficult it can be. Um, and you know, 300 quid. I want some miracles. <laughs> Are you alright? Yeah. Just opening your sandwich. What what flavour? Uh, chicken and bacon. Mm. I'm not eating yet today. I am judging you. <laughs> there was not much option. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, back to the email, Jeremy. <laughs> Because I've gone off topic here. Um, it is difficult. Um, but yeah, it is important that you acknowledge your feelings. <coughs> They're valid. I think you can do a thank you letter. Yeah. I mean, when I finished therapy, yeah. um, I didn't. Well, um, but to be fair, my therapist did email me um, after my A-level results. Just asking how it went and stuff, and like how 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 how's life? Um, so I mean that's an option as well. You can email it or drop it off in the future, see how life goes. And also, you know, it's not necessarily the end. Like it may be in the future that you do end up seeing them again. Um, so yeah, you can feel profound sadness. You know, five years, long time. Uh, to be talking to somebody about how you're feeling and naturally you are going to have an attachment because it's quite you and your therapist you have quite an intimate relationship yeah um, which is why I think sometimes not saying this is in this scenario at all but lines can be blurred um, which is why you hear about so many attachment issues to therapists um, it's why you also sort of a disclaimer for some therapists um, sort of highlighting the, the boundaries that you have to have um, this email sounds like you those good boundaries because yeah. uh, naturally you are going to feel a bit sad um, and it is a weird place because you're sort of in limbo of what to do next but there is life after therapy um, your best years are, are to come mm-hmm. and obviously I feel like it is easier to put what you've learned into practice once you're outside of that therapy thing yeah. you may not even know that you've learned some skills but you will have so you've got this I think just like to answer the question yeah um uh, I mean uh, thank you that's a good idea it will also probably help you feel through yeah Yeah. process the sadness and um I don't know I think I think in terms of like when to give it to them I think you will be you'll just have to like feel it yeah yeah you'll just have to maybe you'll get to the last one and you'll think it's not quite right today and then so you know You'll give the you'll give it to them in the follow up. There can be a lot of emotions on yeah. the last couple of sessions. I remember 
one of my therapies, it was done through a local charity. I was on furlough at the time, I was working in retail. Um, obviously couldn't afford normal therapy. So I went through a local mental health charity. Lovely people, but obviously you only got so many sessions. I yeah. remember the first time I was nearly out. Um, and like, the last couple of sessions, to be fair, it was more me. I, I feel, feel like I was shut down at that point. I wasn't like gonna open up as I, I was. It's weird opening up then, you know, knowing about a couple of sessions away, you're not gonna talk again. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, I didn't give a thank you letter immediately. But then when I emailed about my levels, it felt right at that time. Mm-hmm. You just know. So yeah. it will feel right and then you'll know when to do it. Another email? Yeah, let's do another one. Convince myself to reach out to therapists. Dear Luke and Jeremy, I've been trying on and off to hype myself up to find and contact therapists for months. I either get too anxious to reach out or I convince myself that I don't deserve therapy or that I can't be fixed. On some level, obviously, I'm aware that these are probably symptoms. I also think that a therapist would judge me for not having any justification for how I feel and find me repulsive. Also probably symptoms, but it feels very real. Even while writing this, I'm feeling like it's stupid of me to even want therapy in the first place. That's such an actual feeling. Like, quite a lot of our thoughts necessarily don't have any justification behind them. Like, as I say earlier in this podcast, and I thought I was really bad at my job, and I thought, <clears throat> I thought everyone hated me and stuff. I had no justification for that. That was an intrusive thought. And it sounds like you're also having intrusive thoughts. Like, everyone, I think, at times has had intrusive thoughts and will have intrusive thoughts. Um, but also, it's not that... Therapy's not an easy fix. It's more giving you the, the tools, the toolkit to work against challenges um, and to give everything your best shot. Um, as for your therapist would judge you, a good therapist won't judge you mm-hmm. at all. A therapist, you know, they've seen it all, therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might, maybe you, eat your toenails. I'm pretty sure a therapist has said worse. I'm not saying this person does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it's gross if you eat your toenails. But also, if you do, please email. I'd love to find out more. Uh, maybe even have you on the podcast, who knows? Um, but yeah. Your therapist won't find you repulsive. Um, and it is all symptoms. But also, everyone deserves good therapy. No one de- deserves bad therapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a therapy, I think, is difficult. Because therapy doesn't work for everyone. You very much have to figure that out. Um, you have to be, I think, in the right mindset for therapy. Um, but also don't let being anxious hold you back when it comes to getting therapy. Because it's a natural feeling. Because you're starting something really new. You know you're gonna have to be raw about your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you know you're gonna have to be vulnerable. And that can be quite scary and quite anxiety inducing. So completely natural feelings. You do deserve therapy. Yeah reach out and I think one thing I've learned from probably one of the best therapists I've known in York uh, where I live is 
no therapist should pressure you into joining straight away. Do a consultation. Quite a few therapists will do your consultation for free. Find out about the therapist. Find out what they specialise in. Talk briefly about what you're hoping to achieve in therapy. They'll have questions for you. And then sit back on it. Don't say yes straight away. Go and talk to other therapists. Do other consultations. And ultimately pick the best therapist for you. Yeah. I feel like that's where online marketplaces don't necessarily work. Mm. Because instantly they pick a therapist for you. And then you work with them. And then if you want to switch, you can do, but it's, it's a process. Yeah. Whereas actually, you shouldn't necessarily just commit on just hearing one therapist. Do your research, do a couple of consultations, and then it will feel right when you have to start. Yeah. Hi, Luke and Jeremy. Okay, I'm pretty sure this is a common topic, but maybe not this exact question. After several years of therapy, always deeply appreciating that time feeling attached to and freaked out by not trusting them to be sincere about acting like they care and accepting me and freaking out about that i don't allow myself to cry i try hard to suppress it i don't know how to get over this i'm going to be starting emdr therapy soon and this could be a problem note for the reader emdr is the eye movement desensitization <laughs> Big word for me. Um, is the eye movement desensitization and reprocessing? Oof. <laughs> it's a it's mouthful. It's a mental health treatment <clears throat> technique. The method involves moving your eyes a specific way whilst you process traumatic memories. Only no, I do have to add is it's quite controversial within the psychological community. And that's not me saying it's right or wrong. Therapies work for different type of people, um, but it is. It's important that I include that. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to the email. I'm going to be starting EMDR and this could be a problem. I feel very self-conscious. It's very vulnerable to cry in front of someone. The vulnerability is so one-sided in therapy. What if they think I look bad crying? Yeah, I worry about that. I think I'm being a suck for what I'm crying about. What if she doesn't seem present and empathetic or impacted by it at all? Those are the things I think that are holding me back. I don't know how to get past that. Occasionally I'll let a tear fall, but if I feel sobs coming on, I just try to shut it down. Help. Uh, it is difficult, this one. Mm. Because some people cry in front of their therapist, some people will never cry. Some people might get, you know, tears in their eyes, but not full on sob. Mm-hmm. Everyone <clears throat> processes it differently. And also, it's all about how comfortable you feel. Yeah. Like, I won't put any pressure on needing to cry or feeling like you have to cry. As for will your therapist you know, look impacted by it? Um, it's difficult. I feel like therapists, they are quite strong people and they have to maintain that because ultimately it's, it's why you know, you're paying for therapy or going, going for therapy for that person to talk to and that vulnerability like you said can feel so one-sided because oh hopefully your therapist doesn't cry with you um but also your therapist will have seen so many people cry um so i won't worry about looking bad crying like no no one else is going to see you and also i feel like when you are crying you 
everyone thinks they're a bad, ugly crier. I don't think there is such a word as an ugly crier. Because it's just you processing your emotions yeah. in the best way for you. Sometimes it's really good to cry. Um, some people even book in cries. Um, but yeah. Hopefully she is empathetic towards you. Actually, you'd hope that in a fairness. Yeah. Now, it can be very self-conscious. I won't try and put too much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. Go with the flow. Take each day and each session as it comes. And if you feel a cry come in, and if you feel ready, then let it come. So, we've got so, some more emails. Some more emails. But you don't know about these ones. Okay. Okay. Where do I start? Okay, we'll start with this one. This is a big one. A big email. Fix negative self-talk and intrusive thoughts. Okay. Dear Luke and Jeremy, good ways to retrain your brain. 24 male. Just description. Um, I used to love myself more than anything. I was very responsible. Everyone referred to me as the go-getter. For some background, I'm a transgender man. I started hormones August 2017. I stopped HRT injections August 2022 due to try and take care of an ex who lost their mum that month. Ex was a narcissist who emotionally, mentally and physically harmed me. Oh gosh. It brought me down as low as I have ever been. The issue at hand is I'm in a new healthy relationship with a woman I love. She's a godly woman who has been through similar relationships and I feel as if God answered my prayers when I asked to send me someone who truly deserves my love and loyalty. We are on a break right now because we can never have a normal day. I'm always worried she's sick of me, needs constant reassurance, scared she's talking to another guy, even though she's never done anything to make me think about. I'm constantly worried about the future and the past to the point where I can't live in the now and enjoy the moment. She said it's because we rushed into our relationship and never got to build a bond as friends. Which I agree with, but I also know what I previously said bothers her. It was hard for a week or two, but now we actually have genuine talks and we laugh a bunch. We lacked that previously. She went to pick up a friend tonight after we spent time together. We were on the phone. She says friends was calling and she told me a better answer because she was going to FaceTime me right back. It's been three hours, and I sent the first text 30 minutes ago to see if she got home safe. I know she isn't obligated to answer me, but it makes my negative thoughts return after they've been gone for like two weeks because I'm working on myself and living in the moment, or trying to, because I now wish I'd cherished the relationship more instead of worrying. My brain's convincing me she could be with someone else. I hate these thoughts, and it's not fair to her especially, but not to me either. The negative self-talk started only when I stopped taking my hormones since I was using heroin, which messes with me, but my physical changes have mostly reversed back pre-HRT. Having appointments to get back on, the abusive relationship didn't help me either, but I can't use it as an excuse. I'm asking for advice on how to retrain my brain to thinking positive things and gain my confidence and drive to excel in life. I also constantly have negative and intrusive thoughts about myself, which fuels the low self-esteem. Does anyone know what coping skills and all these I can practice to heal and ultimately reverse the constant negativity? A lot to unpack. It is a lot to unpack. <clears throat> um, 
I've talked very openly about how I struggled with low self-esteem earlier this year. Um, anybody who knows me knows I really struggled with self-confidence to the point where you know, I wasn't getting out of bed at the weekends unless I really had to. You know, I didn't have any social plans really. Didn't really care for going out in public. Um, and that that was difficult. And it feels like you've you're going through self doubt, low confidence, low self esteem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can all get those. And obviously you do have those intrusive thoughts that everyone has. I read a book, it's called Chimp Paradox, one that I do recommend to everyone to read. And it's basically about the chimp in our head. Um, mm-hmm. We all have one. It's like back to game one days and stuff. And it's very much irrational. You know, there's no thought process behind those thoughts that you get from the chimp and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've been through a lot. So you have to you have to be a bit easier on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it can be difficult when you're opening up to somebody and naturally we all we all have these ideas of how relationships should go um you know you meet in public you become friends you then get into a relationship you settle down all these sort of things and life doesn't happen that way yeah and there can be a lot of pressure because many many times sort of role models they've you know, necessarily met quite young. They've, you know, not had many relationships. Know who, you know, know who they love, stuff like that. Um, and life's not that simple at times, particularly when you're navigating so many other things in your life. Um, like for example, I I went on some, some dates and stuff with girls, um, and then we became friends and it's like you're sort of in that limbo stage but also I guess as harsh as it is your your intrusive thoughts can't necessarily become her intrusive thoughts you know there is that saying you shouldn't take paracetamol for someone else's headache but also you should be open about how you're feeling because every relationship is built on that honesty Mm -hmm. it may not be as big as it seems most likely it might be a rational thought what you're feeling Um, but you have to be open about that because it's otherwise it's just going to keep niggling at you you're going to keep thinking it every single day then your brain's going to keep convincing you your rational thoughts keep coming back whereas actually you just maybe you just need to talk talk it through talk how you're feeling it is difficult because relationships can be so confusing because you've got that fine line between friendship and then obviously relationship and you know relationships come in many different forms um obviously romantic friendship family all these type of things um but yeah to retrain your brain into thinking positive things and gain your confidence i think you're really suffering with that lack of self-esteem mm-hmm. 
And it's difficult because there's no easy method to get that back. There's no instant fix. There's not really a medication you can take to make yourself super confident again. Yeah. Um, some, pe- some people have confidence in buckets mm-hmm. and some people just, just don't. I think it's just really important that you know, you're honest with your partner about how you're feeling or just speak to somebody about it. You know, this isn't just your burden. Um, sometimes a problem shared is a problem halved or whatever. Mm-hmm. But your confidence, they will come back. I feel like confidence does very much come in, come in waves. So naturally when things aren't going right or you know, life's impacting you in different ways, like you've had recently, your confidence is going to take a bit of a tumble. But when around people you love, people who love you, and there are people who love you mm-hmm. in life, um, and I feel like, you know, you, you guys do talk, so just take that time, and naturally your confidence will build up with that. But just, there isn't an easy fix. Yeah. At all. I, yeah, that's the thing. It's not very easy to fix because, like, um, this person he's saying that, um, like, the, 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 he was in a like a, a relationship before that, yes, that, emotionally, um, mentally, and physically abusive. And, yeah, um, that is that's like contribute contributed a lot to his lack of self esteem. Yes. Um, <clears throat> And even though he's aware that that's where it comes from, it doesn't make it. It doesn't mean that it's automatically like fixed. Mm-hmm. Like just being aware of that fact does not um, mean it's super easy to like get your self esteem back. Yeah. Um, I, like the only thing I could possibly like advise, other than the, the stuff that you've mentioned, would was that like um, your brain is like looking for things um like evidence to convince you of these things like oh she she you know she she's sick of me she yeah. doesn't she's seeing someone else um and i think if you you know just try and look for and it's not it's not i mean it's not very good advice but like it's a very difficult situation like mm. i don't really have much to say but try and look for evidence of the opposite yeah like try and notice maybe the, th- the things that she does for you or or like notice the f- um try and notice the the beauty and the feelings that you have for her mm-hmm. um that is the only thing those are the only things i could uh, recommend yeah next one is using ai therapy okay dear luke and jeremy so lately i've been having some thoughts that i wanted to talk to someone about I can't really talk to anyone around me about these things. So eventually I got desperate and went to Character AI for help and got an AI therapist. I knew it wasn't real and an AI therapist wouldn't be able to help me like a real one would. But like I said, I got desperate. No judgement here at all. It was weird because it felt so real. It felt like I was actually talking to a real therapist even though I knew everything it said wasn't real. And I did feel a bit better afterwards, but I'm worried that it's only a temporary relief. <clears throat> also using AI to talk about your feelings instead of a real person just feels kind of wrong to me. My question is, would it be okay for me to keep talking to an AI therapist? 
or would it actually hurt my mental health more? So if anybody doesn't know, character AI is an AI software, apart from your characters come to life a little bit. I think it is important to know that obviously an AI is basically just a really powerful search engine. Mm-hmm. I think this is an issue we're going to keep seeing is how big AI has grown, particularly in the past year. Obviously that's come from platforms like ChatGPT getting huge amounts of funding by Microsoft to advance its technologies. Obviously you lose that human to human relationship connection. Also it's quite chat GPT, online therapy, all the, not online therapy, sorry, um, online AI therapy. Yeah. It can be really dangerous because your therapist can, basically if your therapist spots anything worrying about you, whether that be, you know, you have intent to harm someone, harm yourself, anything that they feel needs immediate attention, Mm -hmm. they can contact your GP and stuff really important, keeps you safe more than anything, they only ever do this as last resort. Character AI can't do that. You also risk, AI doesn't have up to date information, it's quite limited still. That's true. It may not be giving you the best advice. You just have to be really cautious of this. It's okay to, you know, I'm not saying AI is rubbish, it's not, it can do so many great things, but also, it is important you have that contact with a real life person when it doesn't have to be a therapist necessarily. You know, I'm, I can so relate to struggling to talk to people around you. It it can feel quite daunting because you don't want to put that burden on people, particularly people you love, uh, people who love you. You don't want to put the burden of, you know, you struggling and stuff onto other people. But you have to also make sure you're safe and I don't I don't necessarily personally think AI therapy is the best option for that yes um, there's a lot of risks mm-hmm. um, a lot of red flags yeah and obviously everyone deserves good therapy you can't necessarily guarantee AI is going to give you the best advice the best therapy yeah I won't I won't mm. It's, um, yeah, I think that's the main thing. There's a lot of risk. risks. Um, I'm also, I also don't know if, like, information that you put into um, these AI programs might be, like, say, um, like being saved or, like, being used yeah. as part of the data set that it's, been tr- that it's trained on. Mm-hmm. Like, you're... So, um, I'm not sure how safe it is in that regard. You'd have to maybe... Re- like, know, research for the particular service they're using but also I would say um, that if you if you were to continue using it I would not like you I would definitely make sure that you have something else as well someone yeah. else who you can talk to preferably over the over the phone or face like FaceTime or even in person rather than texting I, I think, think in, yeah. like, for communication yeah. it's, it's, it's very useful but I think a key part of therapy is also the boundaries like you said with your therapist yeah 
having the ability to text the AI focus whenever you want can be quite dangerous in a way that you can sort of really build up a relationship with this service I and then it'd be hard to almost not use that service yeah and also it really might alter your expectations of a real life therapist in the future let's say you go down a human therapist route then obviously you're not going to be able to text them whenever you want mm-hmm. you are going to have to have those boundaries <clears throat> in place to protect you and your therapist and to make you value that relationship a bit more yes. so you just have to be aware of those risks associated with using these platforms particularly as AI will only get bigger but yeah is is a complicated one okay email how to be more intentional thoughtful and proactive in my relationships as a new year's resolution very apt at the moment very very apt that's why I picked it Luke and Jeremy like the subject says a change in my life I want to see next year revolves around my personality and how I treat the people in my life I want to be closer to the kind of person who thinks of something their friend would like and just drops it off on their porch who comes up with really good gift ideas, who sets up their friends and loved ones for success without them even knowing. So any advice around habits, practices, practical plans or strategies for day-to-day interactions and kindnesses would be much appreciated. For example, if you consider yourself to be a person like this or behaving like this is really important for your day-to-day life, what does that look like for you? What good habits do you practice? What do you keep in mind? I care deeply for people in my life and want to show up better for them. I do sometimes, but I want to be a bit more consistent. That, that's quite natural. Yeah, it is a nice who, thing. Who doesn't want to be nice to their friends and stuff? Uh, and the family. I feel I personally get a lot of satisfaction out of like gift giving. Mm-hmm. Um, necessarily not in big gifts, like you know, getting flowers to somebody who I know will appreciate them. Um, you know, occasionally putting a few quid in the charity boxes on the streets, who knows, it might be nice. Um, I think one good thing to do is sort of sort out days where you meet up with your friends. So, you know, we meet up regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other friends, um, who I've been friends with for a long time, we always agree to meet up every month and sort of having that in you have that face-to-face time. Yeah. And then, you know, when I'm grabbing a, a coffee with a friend, I might end up, you know, paying for it this time. Um, sort of having that, sort of, you know, situation. But also, you shouldn't necessarily, you have to be careful that you're not just buying gifts to try and build those relationships. Yeah. Because then that can become a bit of a cycle. Um I see. You know, your friendships won't only be, you know, your friends won't be your friends just because you bought them a matcha latte. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so much more to you than, I mean, obviously if you want to, you can. Um, but yeah, definitely I think most people value that face-to-face time more than anything. Um, so yeah have times in the calendars to meet up you can even do a shared calendar on google and you know put plans together yeah um drop them a message check they're all right um you know keep up to 
date with their lives and stuff. But yeah. <clears throat> I would say, I think, um, I'd say in terms of, in terms of specifically like the gift giving thing, because that's something that I like, has been, that's been my resolution in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also good, like you're saying, to like talk regularly. Yeah. Just like, and like be, um, be like interested in what is going on in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, just like, if you, um, well, and this is kind of very specific to me and my personality, but yeah. like, especially this year, I've been, um, um, I've been, no- I've noticed that in in a conversation, if there's if there's something I want to talk about, I will like want to um, like interrupt the conversation to to speak about it. Mm-hmm. But I try to just like listen th- listen through to like whatever the person that you're speaking to is finished and they finished talking. Try and note like you know maybe um, notice the things that they talk about the most often. Yeah, I think yeah that face to face person time is, yeah yeah and that's that's something you can focus on we'll talk about Sean Paul quickly so anybody who doesn't know basically I've used online therapy in the past I've also done in-person therapy I've done telephone therapy through a local provider I've done it all tried it all um, and one of those was an online therapy platform that was recently dare I say being exposed by the TV uh, channel Channel 4 and basically it's a really good 30 minute documentary it's called I Don't Trust My Therapist so they contacted me last summer um, basically I, I must have tweeted about using BetterHelp in the past <laughs> name drop um, yeah I must have tweeted about my experiences or Maybe to be fair, probably even message their Twitter account for support with my account or something. Um, got a direct message off a producer there for TV company. And they're on about sort of want to talk to me about my experience with online therapy, see if it matched up to what they've heard from other people and stuff like that. I ended up doing a call the next day. Um, took that off to the producer of the program literally like half an hour later got a call back uh, this was friday i'm pretty sure they were like oh would, would you be okay to come down to london on monday i was like yeah and then we just emailed my, my you know my boss um and yeah before i knew it like train tickets booked went down to london paid for my lunch which was very nice and i paid for my train tickets who loved it um even though bone to pick i know i know i didn't pay <laughs> but should be on LNER there. Love. Grand Central on the way back. Grand Central had no Wi-Fi. The power went out halfway through. And they could only serve catering for five minutes. Just saying. Was I slumming it on the way back? Maybe. Who knows. Anyway, back to it. They did get me sourdough and um, avocado sandwich thing for lunch. So, I can't judge. I got to, like, see some of my London colleagues. Went for wine afterwards. <laughs> Story of my life, um, but yeah. Anyway, did the film and stuff. Honestly, their production team was just so good. You know, it's such a sensitive matter. Uh, it was really great to actually speak to other people who'd been through the platform, and then you hear from some of them, uh, including myself actually in the documentary. 
And with the documentary, there's always that discussion, you know, people who see it online and they're like, you know, how do you know these people aren't just making it up um, or just bitter about their experiences? I can honestly reassure you just how much evidence had to be provided for each claim that you made. So, you know, I was sending over bank statements, I was sending over emails from the platform, my dashboard, messages, all these sort of things that I had to verify with them. Because for each claim they need at least two different pieces of evidence to back it up, otherwise it can't go to air. Yeah. So that's something to bear in mind when you watch these documentaries and you're like, how do I know? You know, trust <clears> me, <throat> it wouldn't be aired if they weren't very convinced yeah. it very much happens. But also it's important to know that these are just some people's experiences. You know, some people have had really good experiences with help. It was very much dependent on what therapist you got by the seams of it. You know, some some people have had life changing experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, therapy is so good, so important for people. In no in no way am I disputing that. But also it is important to know that the documentary touched on some really challenging and sensitive topics from, you know, how therapists behaved, how the platform used influencer marketing to attract people in crisis. Uh, it's actually what it was either like as a therapist on the platform. I mean, even Zoella was doing adverts for this one better help therapy company, which is just insane. Yeah. So a couple of facts that I pulled out um, BetterHelp is the largest podcast advertiser in the world since 2020 and it spent $10.5 million in podcast advertising August alone which is just insane like to have that budget and then you also have to think you know how much money are they necessarily making from this because yeah. um, it, it, it is cheaper than some other therapies but also it is quite quite expensive necessarily uh, for the service you're getting and also better help as any platform would takes a cut and some therapists have highlighted just how much cut better help might take mm-hmm. and then therefore therapists are picking up extra clients to make ends meet and that's a huge huge concern because you know as I go on to say the NHS recommends therapists do a maximum of 20 clinical hours a week. BetterHelp sets no limits uh, how many hours a therapist can do. And obviously, you know, do you really want a therapist that's necessarily tired or being, you know, having to think of other, too many other people? Um, and one particular BetterHelp advert was banned for implying people would have to wait 12 months for NHS therapy and they showed the GP as dismissive to mental health therefore implying better help was the better solution that was a tiktok ad so i mean you will know these like when people act as different characters oh, yeah. like the same person acting uh, they were acting as a gp and acting as a patient which is quite messed up when you're doing a mental health advert just personal opinion i don't think that's the way you should advertise that but then also to almost show the nhs as quite dismissive don't get me wrong people will have had some awful stories and you know, I've heard awful stories but at the same time like I've had a really good experience with my GP and talk about it um, you know, I've had same day appointments to just talk about my mental health so I mean when I started my therapy journey 
better help seeing the only solution we're in covid lockdowns uh, and i googled therapy solutions better help was a google ad showed at the top i'd seen adverts similar to this and if i had seen this advert potentially just think back to when i started would i have even gone to the nhs now thinking that my gp wouldn't be very responsive to my feelings so it is quite nerve-wracking almost to go to gp and be like i'm struggling yeah Cause, you know you don't know how people would judge you for that i mean even when i started medication i remember just staring it sounds really dramatic but i was literally staring at my first tablet like because you hear so many things about see, starting yeah. medication like what it does to you and i was like i had this like feeling i stroke i was like I know I should start it, but do I actually want to? Yeah. It was quite a, a thing. Um, but anyway, in response to the documentary, BetterHelp did say, members' experiences with BetterHelp are overwhelmingly positive. They have a rigorous vetting process for their UK therapists that require them to have at least three years of experience, be qualified and registered or accredited by their respective professional organisation. The quoted claim that no one provides oversight for BetterHelp is simply incorrect. We have an in-house team of licensed therapists who conduct quality assurance reviews based on member feedback and concerns. The fact this documentary though, this is just me speaking now, the fact this documentary has managed to fit so much in half an hour is really incredible. You can stream it on Channel 4, the Channel 4 app, YouTube, on Channel 4 documentaries, also on our website, therapyneedstherapy.co.uk, we've included the video on the homepage it's very much what inspired therapy needs therapy you know we advocate for stronger laws that prioritize safety in online therapy everyone has the right to quality mental health care i think obviously BetterHelp is an american company um and we all know america has a very prioritized healthcare service mm-hmm. which is a complete contrast to what the uk has yeah. which is a national health service one that you know, i'm really proud of the nhs and we all saw that when COVID happened, how much we can come together for a national health service that, do you know what, the Tories are not necessarily funded enough. The Tories, you know, they've been in power so long and I do generally think that they don't prioritise mental health, I don't see it as a real issue when it's so important, particularly to so many young people who grew up in the COVID generation mm-hmm. and I feel like do you know what I feel like we are paying consequences of that um, I'm not saying other parties would have dealt with it better who knows I, I don't have that yeah. hindsight or anything yeah. but I feel like the genuine risk is these privatised healthcare models you know should a private healthcare model be competing and selling healthcare like a lifestyle product against something that actually we all pay in towards yeah i see that's a good point you know that's something that really did bug me like your influencer you see them you know <clears throat> doing adverts for pretty little thing or asos yeah that's that's fine i'll be influenced like oh what was one influencer just telling me my weighted blanket i saw a tiktok ad and i bought it off that who knows but therapy, it's not a lifestyle product. It's very much a service that people are entitled to under healthcare. 
but yet it's sold in a way that I mean I was listening to one podcast and the advert came up um, and they were talking about how convenient it is how much almost making it sound like a lifestyle product and you sort of see that because better health isn't made for people in crisis in a way that therapy is sort of seen to be when they're competing against the NHS the NHS therapy is for people in crisis people who really need to talk to people the better health website says at the bottom if you're in crisis or any other person may be in danger don't use this site if you're very different services why are you competing against a service aimed at people in crisis yeah it is messy and I feel like new regulations need to be in place I'm not saying services like this can't exist because they've done so much good for so many people mm-hmm. but there needs to be stronger laws in place that protect people prioritise safety and you know make it clear for everyone that everyone has that right to quality mental health care um, and that's what therapy needs therapy is set out to do through talking about mental health through talking about therapy in podcasts like this yeah to raise an awareness with the hub to doing some more stunt stuff that you'll see next year 2024 watch out um but also what you know welcome to this journey with us you know a couple of weeks ago this was very much just an idea i remember messaging you about it and now we're sat here recording and i feel like we've got so many great things to come uh, and i'm really excited to share this journey obviously with you Jeremy but also the listeners um, who very much are a huge part of this podcast mm-hmm. your emails you know they're going to be such a key part to talk about therapy and making it more more visible for other people yes you know your experiences you know if you're feeling it there's a high chance someone else's mm-hmm. um, and you know we are basically building the biggest therapy session that's free and chances are we're probably gonna talk about nonsense part of it <laughs> um but yeah really excited for this journey um obviously new year honestly new year new though new year new year new us <laughs> also it starts on a monday exactly it's like a whole new leaf literally i'm so excited do you want me to beatbox no <laughs> okay um Thanks for listening. Thank you. You know, this this has been Therapy Needs Therapy, where, you know, it very much is, does what it says on the tin. Um, therapy does need therapy, and we're basically therapy's therapists. Who'd have thought? <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully, I mean, you've got this, but I might as well listen to another episode when it comes out. So, subscribe, follow, find us on TikTok, Instagram, Therapy Needs Therapy. We're going to do our outfit of the day. Do you want, shall we just do the outfit of the day now? Yeah. What what, what are you wearing, Jeremy? So I've got Obviously this, your hat. I've got my, I've got my New Year apparel. Yeah, in New Year apparel. Um, I've got this... Uh, oh my God, do you want me to film it? Yeah, sweet. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, I've got this uh, NYC jumper. I think it's from Primark. I've had it for quite a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've got this other Primark t-shirt underneath. Just Love a bit of Primark. Um, I've got these uh, H&M jeans, yeah. the same ones I had last time, I did, uh, I did one of the, these videos, but that's because um, I only bought one pair of jeans back from uni. 
uh, the other ones were in the wash. Okay. And then my shoes, again, because I bought one pair of shoes. Wow. Right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the chaos we got about. You're on the table. Yeah, I'm on the table. Oh! Can oh. we hear you? Can you hear? <laughs> yes. So. So. What am I wearing? Well, I've got my Therapy Needs Therapy mug from therapynewstherapy.co.uk Podcast 10 on for 10% off. Nearly fell. Yum. Yeah. Water in it, tap water, free. Um, shoes are from Ben Sherman. Um, mm. Apart from the peeling, so. I don't know. I don't know if that's an ad or not. Uh, I've got some obviously new ones. I wasn't aware my Converse, but it's raining. Uh, jeans, probably next. Probably. <laughs> T-shirt, M&S value, mm-hmm. um, jumper, fat face. I love it. Um, so yeah, fat, oh, and, and your New Year's. It's bloody New Year's. New Year's. Going out with bang. Twenty-four. Very needs. <laughs> Honestly, there's no second response. Our test, our test run. We have. I had Prosecco. What did you have? You had an M&S fruit was, Yeah, I did. Which is probably why it couldn't be aired. <laughs> you know, that that's potential, isn't it? Um, so yeah, that's the outfit. I need to get off this because this is shame. Oh, Alright, this Just is not a good idea. No. Okay. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We might have to go on. Okay, I'm back. Um, so yeah, that, that was the outfit of the day. Woo! We've done it! First episode. If you want to. See the outfit of the day. Oh yeah, um, you need to follow us on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Therapy needs therapy. We'd love to see you there. Yes, and if you have questions, yeah. stories, please send them to the email. What's the email? The email is podcast at therapyneedstherapy.co.uk or even easier, visit therapyneedstherapy.co.uk and just fill out the, the little online form um, and then it gets sent to us. Amazing. And I'll go through them all. Probably either night before at 2am or on the bus. <laughs> and then Jeremy doesn't know. I don't know. Yeah. You don't even have access to the email. No, I don't. I don't see them. He's just here for fun and giggles, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know anything, uh, whether good, bad, anything therapy, anything to do with your experiences. Obviously, it's all anonymous. We will remove anything that could help identify you. Um, and yeah, I'm excited excited to continue this. Same. This is, this is, this is great. <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, I've been Luke. I've been Jeremy. This is Therapy Needs Therapy. Um, and yeah, and we'll until next time. time. Yeah, until next time. Um, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Woo! Shop jingle. What was the jingle like? Therapy Needs Therapy. <laughs> Just get some instrumental or something. No. Therapy Needs Therapy. <laughs> That's a jingle. Okay. Might not be. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'm gonna forget this tomorrow. <laughs> you can st- <laughs> you can stick this at the front before the intro. Or if I do the <laughs> I learned that in year six. Anyway, sorry. This this is literally the end of the podcast, and we will see you next time. Happy New Year! I'm gonna shut up. <laughs>